0: Welcome to the Shepherd's Crook Podcast. The Shepherd's Crook exists to provide care, counsel, and resources for pastors. You can get more information at shepherdscrook.co. My name is Jared Sparks, and I'm a pastor coming alongside other pastors, reminding them of the chief pastor. Welcome to the Shepherd's Crook Podcast. This is episode 127, and today we're starting a new series. We're going to talk about Pastor Jesus from the book of John. We're gonna start walking through the book of John and get some pastoral lessons from Jesus. And really, I wanna shatter the notion that there is somehow a uh, somehow a contradiction between the character of Jesus and 1 Timothy 3 and Titus chapter one. What I wanna do is show that 1 Timothy chapter three, the qualifications of being an elder, and Titus chapter one, those things are personified in pastor Jesus. That Jesus, he is those qualifications personified That's who Jesus is. He is the chief pastor. He is the good shepherd. And we really want to learn pastoral ministry from Jesus. And so that's what we're going to be talking about uh, over the next, I don't know, probably 10 to 16 weeks, something like that. We're just going to be learning lessons from Pastor Jesus. Why don't we go ahead and pray? I want to tell you about the intensive, and then we'll get into chapter 1. And we're going to learn some from John the Baptist, and then we're just going to look at Jesus as he is the King of kings, the Lord of lords, God in the flesh. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we're just going to see that he is truly the chief shepherd. We want to be learning pastoral ministry from him. So let's go ahead and pray. Lord, we need wisdom and direction. I thank you that I just have the opportunity to speak to these guys and all the listeners here. And I pray this would be helpful. I want to honor you and your word. I thank you for the gospel of John. Just love that book so much. And as we look at the life of Christ, help us to learn pastoral ministry from him as we take this angle of pastoral ministry, the chief shepherd, the good shepherd. Uh, God, help us to just pull everything we can out of the book of John and learn all that we can as pastors as we follow, uh, as we follow Jesus. We just thank you so much and trust that you're going to lead. And it's in your name I pray. Amen. Okay. The Shepherd's Crook Intensive. It is coming up May 4th through the 6th of 2021. And the theme this year is God and government. I've got a buddy of mine, Pastor Lane Harrison, former Acts 29 pastor over in Missouri, and he is going to be partnering up with me to teach about God and government. Really looking forward to it. I think a lot of pastors have been thinking through this basically from 2020 and everything that went down from uh, constitutional issues that happened when our rights were taken away and we were commanded to sin against God. And forbidden to do what that which God commands. And we've had to really think through and process that. And we're going to be talking about God and government over four sessions. The intensive is a really great experience. I mean, you can go to a conference. The conferences can be really good. In fact, there's some really good conferences out there that I would like to go to. Uh, then there's some conferences that I've been to in the past that I don't want to go to now. And... They can be really helpful. This is not a conference. This is a group of pastors, primarily pastors, not exclusively, but we had 17 guys that went last year, and I'm expecting between 30 and 50 this year, maybe even more. I think we could really accommodate up to 200 men on these trips, and I hope eventually we get there. But we do two days floating down the river, Jacks Fork River. We do a 14-mile float. We have base camp at Circle B Campground in Eminence, Missouri, and then we float uh, the the last day, the 6th. We're going to float an 8-mile uh, float. Yeah, eight miles, and then we'll go home, but it's just a tremendous, I mean, it's it's two nights, three days, and it's some of the most scenic, beautiful, I mean, you can't find any other float trip like this in the United States, especially in the Midwest, um, the Upper Jack's Fork is absolutely beautiful, and we had, you know, you've heard me say this, we had like seven guys that almost died last year, <laughs> so <laughs> I had people sign a death waiver, and I was, you know, really just kind of try to cover myself, I didn't actually think it was going to be an issue, uh, but the, the the water was like at the flood point and so it was pretty scary we all survived fortunately but several of us i think got traumatized quite a bit um it was just it was pretty crazy but we all survived we'd love for you to come it's 200 or 175 bucks to stay in a tent i think the cost is 275 for a cabin Um, you can sign up today register today it's at the website i'll put the the link in the show notes and uh would love for you to be there okay I want to talk about, as stated on the front end, I want to talk about Jesus as the chief pastor and the one in in whom we find 1 Timothy 3 and Titus chapter 1 personified, and we could say 1 Peter chapter 5 as well. And as we've been kind of going through this last year, one of the things that I have noticed is that we have minimized the character of Jesus so far that he would be disqualified by most people's and most pastors' and most churches' standards about what a pastor is. And I don't want to speak in hyperbolic language. I think this is really accurate. I think if we look at Jesus in John chapter 2, if we look at Jesus in John chapter 6 and 8, there are many Christians who would say, look, he is being quarrelsome. And they wouldn't maybe say this explicitly, but they would at least think this, that that somehow the actions of Jesus would disqualify him from 1 Timothy 3, Titus chapter 1 ministry. Because after all, the elder is not to be a quarrelsome man. He's to be gentle. And then we've got these pictures of Jesus throughout the Gospel of John, and actually through the Synoptics as well, where he seems to he seems to be a quarrel. He, he seems to quarrel. I mean, he starts and picks fights, and it's not even that, um, you know, people are, are really quick to say right now, uh, especially, it's it's not that there are certain pastors, it's not necessarily that they're saying wrong things about CRT or wrong things about those who embraced egalitarianism. You know, conservative pastors are kind of saying, yeah, we agree with what Tom Askell has been saying and doing. We agree with some of the things that Doug Wilson says, but it's just the way they do it. You guys have heard this. It's just the way they do it. Many of you have probably had that said about you. I have. I mean, my goodness, I've had it said about me. I've had endorsements withdrawn. I've had friendships with some friction there because of, uh, of some things that I have said over the last year and a half, two years. And, um, and, and you just look at the life of Christ. It is like, okay, somehow Jesus was quarrelsome. He picked fights and he quarreled without being quarrelsome. You have to have this, this motif of Jesus as the lion and Jesus as the lamb, and I talked about this on the podcast about six or seven weeks ago, and have that be a, an image of pastoral ministry. If you just take the qualifications and you don't see in the life of Paul that Paul knew how to step toe-to-toe with his foes. He knew how to call out his enemies. And Jesus and Paul both, it wasn't just that they said what they said. They said, the, said what they said at times with a very abrasive manner. I mean, in, in Luke 11, which may or may not be a parallel of Matthew 23, these lawyers are hearing Jesus speak to these Pharisees and scribes, and the lawyers come to Jesus and they're like, Man, you're, don't you know that you're offending us also? And Jesus said, Thanks. It's almost like they reminded him that he's there. And Jesus said, Okay, uh, woe to you lawyers also. And, and so he was abrasive. He was a quarreler without being quarrelsome. And we've got to somehow, in our gentleness... And some of these pastors out there, some of you listeners out there, if you are quick to be domineering, if you are quick to be a a fighter, then you've got to learn gentleness as well, because we're going to see these pictures in the Gospel of John, because we're we're going to get to the point where Jesus is really compassionate with Mary and Martha, and he knows how to care for them, and he knows how to love them well. He knows how to give credit to the bridegroom in John chapter 2, and in the same chapter as he gives credit to the bridegroom for the good wine. He also turns over tables. And we see these two sides of Jesus. I mean, Jesus has so many different facets to him. But my concern is that in trying to be gentle and meek and mild as pastors and trying to avoid being like Driscoll or being like some of these domineering pastors the last couple of years, my real concern is that we have cowards in pulpits who are hiding behind that that cowardice and calling it humility. They're saying, I'm trying to be gentle. I'm trying not to be quarrelsome. I'm trying to be a First Timothy 3, Titus chapter 1 man. And in so doing, they're, being, they're not being Christ-like at all. And so I want to get a few pictures from John chapter 1 that really is going to set us up. And we're just going to be chapter, going chapter by chapter learning pastoral ministry from Jesus from the Gospel of John. And you can do this going through the synoptics as well. I just love the Gospel of John. The Gospel really breaks down, the book breaks down really helpful into part one and part two, the first 11 chapters of the first three years of Jesus' ministry. The last half, uh, the last 10 chapters are all the last week of Jesus' life. It's the Passion Week. And so that the, it really breaks down well. You get these seven signs, you get a mission statement, or a purpose statement in John chapter 20, verse 21, where uh, there are many other signs that Jesus did in the presence of the apostles or disciples, but these are written that you may believe Jesus is the Christ, the son of living God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. So it was written as an apologetics letter for people to believe in Jesus. And it's written for Christians to have life in Christ's name, to know what it means to have life, not just to have your sins forgiven, but to live this life and actually be a person of life. You're not a dead man walking, running around, acting as if, you know, I'm, you know, I'm saved. I'm I'm a believer. You actually just have life. You're not walking around like you're a dead man. You're a believer. You're in Christ. You have life. You have joy. And that's what the gospel of John is about. And so we're going to look at Jesus who's called the good shepherd in John chapter 10 and first Peter chapter five, he's called the chief shepherd when the chief shepherd appears. And we're just going to learn pastoral ministry. And so John chapter one gives us some insight. I think that's just really helpful. We found out that Jesus is God in the flesh. The word was with God. The word was God. And then the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. Great Christmas sermon. And then we get the picture of John the Baptist saying, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. We have John the Baptist saying that I am not the Christ, which is a huge pastoral lesson we can learn from from John the baptizer, that he knows who he's not. He knows he's not the Messiah. And so many pastors, how many of us get these savior complexes? You know, we, ha- we can't preach for two weeks because we have the Corona. You know, we have, we're out on vacation. We're wondering, I you mean, know, are things going to fall apart? And-, and man, I've been in this long enough now that God has been so gracious to grow me out of that. I, I couldn't preach for the last two weeks. And of course, I was itching to preach. I was really excited to be back in the pulpit this Sunday. But God has brought me past the point to where I think if I'm out of the pulpit for a few weeks, the church is going to fall apart. People are going to show up. We have really competent guys that are that are there in the, uh, on our elder team to be able to preach. And you start, you know, the longer you're walking with the Lord, you start, you, hopefully you, you start, you, you stop having such a high opinion of yourself. And you start to realize like, you know, I'm really not as good of a preacher as I thought I once was, and you just really get an assessment about you that you're just more healthy, I think, and I'm still kind of in the middle of that learning and growing. But John the Baptist knew who he wasn't, and that's so, so crucial. You are no one's savior. Your church is not dependent upon your vision, your leadership. Of course we have to be leaders. Of course we have to take the hill. Of course we have to say to people, follow me as I follow Christ, But we have to realize, even the language I just used, it's not your church. It's Jesus' church. And he is the chief shepherd. He's the chief shepherd. The shepherd of the sheep. The good shepherd. And that's who we're pointing people to. But John the Baptist, he knew he wasn't the Messiah. Talk about a good pastoral lesson there. We have to know who we are not. But then, later on in the chapter, and really what I want to see here is that Jesus pursues his men. Jesus pursues his men. If you look at the call of the first apostles, Jesus called these disciples and called them to follow him. Jesus went and found them and then called them to follow him. And I think we've got to keep this in mind. You know, no matter where we're at in life and ministry, Jesus did not come to us because he foresaw the work that we would do for him. Jesus came to us in spite of us. You know, fishermen, children, work, blue-collar worker, white-collar worker, wherever you were and whatever you were doing when Christ saved you, it was he that pursued you. It was he that came to you. Jesus came and saved you and and set you free. And he was watching you. It was just like Nathaniel sitting under that tree. Jesus was watching him. He knew him. And the same with us. He watched us. He knew us. Even before the foundation of the world, he chose us. My goodness, it's so good to remember as pastors that God has saved us by his grace and his grace alone, that Jesus knew us before we knew him. He called us. Oh my gosh, don't ever get over God's grace ever. I mean, we can't ever get over God's grace. Here's what. Jesus said to Nathanael, Before Philip called you, when you were under the fig tree, I saw you. Nathanael answered him, Rabbi, you are the Son of God. You are the King of Israel. Jesus answered him, Because I said to you these things. And he said to him, Truly, truly, I say to you, you will see heaven opened up and the angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man. Jesus is the Son of Man. And guys, we cannot learn pastoral ministry from anyone better. That's what I want us to see. I want us to see the beauty of Christ as a pastor of the sheep, the good shepherd. And then I want to learn from him. In chapter two, next week, we're going to talk about this. It's so, it's just so, it's so so amazing because we see those pictures of Jesus as being the lion and the lamb. He's going to turn over tables and he's going to save a wedding. And guys, that's the kind of men we want to be. We want to be Christ-like. Don't sow first Timothy three and Titus chapter one yourself, that you take that, and apply it to the life of Jesus, and then somehow come to the conclusion that if you're Christ-like, you're going to be disqualified for pastoral ministry. That's asinine. That's ridiculous. So we have to learn to be be Christ-like and know that Jesus truly is the qualifications of an elder personified. And so I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, join me. I'm going to start posting these on Gab TV. So this will be the first one that's posted on Gab TV. And I'm going to try to do this. I, don't, I still don't know how to edit video. So if you want to watch video, you can go there. It's going to be unedited, and then the audio will be more edited. But if you want to see the video version, you can do that at GabTV and follow us there. We actually have a pastor's group on there as well. But I think it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to be learning, again, pastoral ministry from our Lord and Savior, King Jesus. Guys, I hope you have a great week. Thank you for listening. For more information, please visit theshepherdscrook.co. For care and counsel, please call, text, or email to set up a session. You can follow The Shepherd's Crook on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And please consider sharing this episode and leaving a review on iTunes or whatever other podcast platform you use. And let me encourage you to remember Jesus Christ.